Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In a world that is increasingly dependent on technology, STEM, education is very important for the future of our kids and future jobs. And to have basic knowledge of the computer programming that is put forth to us every day via your phone, tech-related skills. Brothers Harold and Hans Van Cole, that's a great name, can talk organically about the experience of getting involved with the Limitless Initiative and the KIPR robot simulator project they were helping to spearhead. The organic story of how they were introduced to the Limitless and why they got involved with the project is pretty inspiring. Harold and Hans Van Cole are founders of their consulting company, HV Unlimited, where they work to help companies get into the gaming space. They're also leaders at Grab Games, a gaming company that creates entertainment in the VR or AR-enabled platform, games in the virtual reality or augmented reality space. Harold is VP creative, at, VP creative at Grab Games, and Hans is COO at Grab Games. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation for the very first time. They might be, I might, I might be robotic today after I finish with these guys. Harold and Hans <laughs> Van Cole. How y'all doing, fellas? <laughs> We're doing all right. All right. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah. I'm talking to a couple us. of USC grads in the heart of Los Angeles down there. Got a new football coach. You know, uh-huh. I don't know. You know, we're not going to dip too far with that, but <laughs> just got to acknowledge that football yeah. may be back on the campus of the yeah, USC. So. <laughs> we were there during the glory years. So, you know, the, the Reggie Bush era. Um, I know that's so, right. Well, you know, I, yeah. I, so you remember when, uh, when, uh, just speaking off cuff, the, the UT game, the probably the greatest football game I've seen in college. Football, uh, the yeah, UT USC hurts. game, it still hurts. Yeah, that, that was that was a <laughs> brilliant does. game. This is a brilliant, brilliant football game. If you're yep. a fan of college football, it's a game you always will remember. But it, yeah. but you guys, uh, when I say your name, Harold and Hans, it's the Hans Van Cole. It sounds so European. I'm sure you've gotten that a lot, huh, fellas? Yeah, definitely. Uh, always, always get asked like, "Oh, are you German?" or well, "How'd you get that name?" <laughs> and uh, they always, they always get disappointed when I just tell them, "Yeah, they, my parents saw it in a baby book and they liked it." So, <laughs> <laughs> so Harold, how did you get your name then? What baby book they saw your name in? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, assu- I'm assuming it's the same thing, um, but you know, my my name doesn't draw as many reactions as Hans does. So, 
But um, but what does draw reaction is the fact that you guys are in the uh, you know we hear the word STEM being thrown out a lot. STEM, they say the uh, the uh, America is falling backwards or uh, behind in the STEM educational platforms, and especially when you minorities or people of color, the STEM education platform almost becomes non-existence. And then we had the pandemic jump all over us and turn into virtual living, which means that you have to have some clear understanding of computer or, or how to use your phone for your child to be educated. And we all know that the footprint for internet is not always available for people of color. So when I say those, Harold, those things, what saddens you the most about what has happened to the minority community the last two years with the pandemic tied to education? Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a big question. I think, you know, th- there's already a, a bit of a divide um, in terms of uh, educational opportunities and kind of what uh, kids have access to. Right. Um, you know, when, when I first showed up in high school, uh, I, was, I was meeting all these people. It was the first time that I'd really gotten exposed to a lot of people outside of my immediate area. Uh, and, you know, they're starting in uh, Spanish too, and, you know, advanced algebra and all these things. And I'm like, man, you guys had those classes at your school. And, you know, they had music classes and different languages and, uh, you know, computer courses and all that stuff. And it, you know, it starts so early that those diverging paths, you know, um, and seeing that, there's just different opportunities at different schools right. um, can really set people way ahead or, or start people, you know, behind the starting blocks. And so when you look at that as a, as a basis, um, it only, the, the pandemic only made it worse. Right. Uh, you know, it's, you have these situations where, you know, like I think some like 80% of, of kids, you know, at or below the poverty line, you know, couldn't even regularly attend their, uh, their remote classes. Right. Um, because, you know, there's situations at home and different things going on. And, you know, the school was a place where one, you knew where your kids were going to be. And two, you had people really guiding what it was uh, that they were doing. And so, you know, the, the pandemic just kind of widened that because now you're bringing in, you know, what, like you mentioned, what internet do they have access to? What hardware do they have access to? Um, and so you started to see a lot of programs start to come up to try to get hardware into the hands of kids, try to give uh, families, you know, better internet access, uh, cheaper internet access. Um, because unfortunately, you know, economic uh, you know, factors really play into the barriers that that uh, kids have for education. And, you know, we don't think that should be the case. Uh, so the, the pandemic just kind of widened right. uh, a gap that kind of already existed. Now, now, the gap, when you talk about it, Hans, when you start talking about uh, VR, which is uh, virtual reality and augmented reality, you know, that's if you if you if you're not even on the plane of two plus two is four equal four, then it's, the distance is even more amazing because 
what you're talking about is what we're seeing basically in the Marvel movies. You know, is they bringing that that life. You know, walking into a store and you see a, a dinosaur standing over you. Because I was fortunate with a contract I had with the Air National Guard to get into the augmented. It is really a it's a 3D world that really exists. And I know there's some type of programming now where I was working with this guy. He was in London, and then on my cell phone, you know, I was able to appear like he was on my front step with me talking. That's how advanced this programming is getting. It's almost getting to a version of teleporting somebody. It's almost like I teleported him from London to my front step. And on my phone, he was sitting right next to me on my on the sofa on my front step. So how can we catch up or are we are we fighting a game that we won't catch up with, Hans? Um, I think I think it all starts at really establishing the the knowledge set from a core level with with the the kids that are coming up and the people that are in high school and and going to college i think the the main the main piece with all of this this technology that's that's uh you know blowing us away daily is at its core it's it's a, a programming language or or some some set of rules that apply across um across these different technology areas so i think more and more people need to understand the uh, um how critical it is to learn these skills because technology is not going away right um as as we as we know um everybody is is very dependent on on their phone and the phone does many 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 things for us makes our lives a lot easier um but it's all technology driven well, so, you know, it's interesting because you know I, I'm just I'm you know I'm old school. I, I go back to the Fortran and the Pascal <laughs> programming yeah. days. You know, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm like a dinosaur when I was back there programming versus what they're doing <laughs> today. Hans, when you look at augmented reality programming, what what has blown you away the most about that? What what have you seen out that you can tell my or people who are watching this or people who are listening to this about the future of augmented and why that is so powerful? Well, I mean, it just just in the name itself, it's 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 something that's meant to improve your already existing reality. Right. So, um, just there's there's a lot of different projects that that we've worked on, um, a lot of which haven't been um, released or that we can't talk about in detail. Oh, really? We, we're gonna have one of the conversations there, huh? We can't talk about it in detail. Hey, man, I mean, I, uh, Harold, can you talk though, Harold? Can you talk? Because Hans is just no, saying he can't talk in detail. I'll, I'll give I'll give a little something. Okay, thank you, brother. Something. Thank you. So, I mean, but you know, so one one of the projects that we've that we've worked on um, was with the NBA, right? Where um, just being able to improve that NBA viewing experience, right? And mm-hmm. and one of the things that that augmented reality presents is the ability to deal with volumetric data. So what you were referring to earlier about having a meeting with somebody in London that seemingly was right next to you, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a, that's, that's most likely a volumetric capture, mm-hmm. but imagine being able to do that with a tennis match or an NBA game where on your tabletop, you can see the entire court, of a of a Lakers game and all the players are doing their highlights and everything right in front of you 
and it's, it's a completely different viewing experience. Harry, you shook your head. You still was like in awe. You like, yeah, yeah. I, I still hadn't figured that out yet, but I'm working well, with it. Yeah, sometimes you for like we. I mean, we've done so much stuff. It's you know sometimes you forget some what some of your favorite projects were and how it's going to evolve uh, the game. Like if you can imagine a team watching film and they got to sit in a room and watch the film, but you know, why not walk onto a court and, you know, you size up the data and instead of watching the play, you can relive the play again. Let's step through what each person saw from their perspective. Cause a lot of the times people are, you know, making calls from the stands or from the bench, but they don't see what the players see. Um, and you can go through frame by frame from that player's perspective and just stand there and watch how a play is developing. Uh, you know, that could kind of change the game. But um, when you start to see, you know, you, every, we all know how big sports are um, and, and you know, leagues like the NBA are some of the most forward thinking uh, in the world. Uh, but, you know, there's always people behind the scenes bringing this technology forth. Uh, and so, you know, like Hans was saying, it all starts with exposure. Right. Um, who's going to be leading that charge? Uh, and like you said, like you were talking about Fortran and dealing with those languages and we were doing C and C++ yes. and, mm-hmm. you know, React and all this new stuff. Um, but, you know, we had to learn it in our later years you know, imagine what it would be like if a kid grows up with it. Right. Right. It's no different than uh, when when kids started to grow up with basketball. And right. now we're having these generational talents that develop the, the skill over time. You know, the same thing can happen with programming and uh, learning these languages, because, you know, when when the, these kids were taught the game, nobody expected them to evolve the game they, the way they did. Uh, and when kids grow up with this coding and they start to bring their flavor to it, um, you know, like, like we do, um, you know, that's, what's going to be exciting. And that's, what's really going to drive, uh, the technology forward. Um, and also, uh-huh. you know, elevate our involvement in it, um, because we consume it and, you know, but we're not creating it as right. much as we should be. Right. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, when I, in the early in my college life, you know, I was really into computer science and, you know, and I eventually got my degree in mathematics. Uh, you know, physics had something to do with that. I just couldn't get past physics, guys. Physics was like a real physics problem. Physics, yeah. physics. I, I, I could not get to that. You know, the train leaves it one o'clock and the other train leaves north at two o'clock what time they arrive i could never get that <laughs> exact arrival time so uh-huh. so I, I will admit publicly i got one f on my transcript it was physics then i realized you know some get out of that <laughs> yeah. you, you know math i went through three i went through calculus one two and three without a book so i knew math I was over there fiddling around with something I shouldn't would be fiddling around with. But one thing I did enjoy about computer science was that it was like birthing life. 
because you you're taking an idea and you can you can animate it, you can redirect it, you can you can create with it. That was the most in, enjoyable part of that. You know, the thing about it when I look at young kids, you know, they look at entertainers, they see dollars, they see big houses. I look at you know, they look at athletes, they see dollars, they big big houses. They don't see the injuries to the athletes or the athletes who don't make it to the dollars in the big houses. So when I went, to, so I had to ask this question: Is there money to be made in what you guys are doing? Very much so. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it's one of those things where um, we call it quiet money a lot of the times. Right. Because it's it when you're when, when we're going to meetings and we're meeting people that are behind the scenes at a Facebook or um, a Google, like those people aren't as forward facing as athletes and entertainers. Right. Um, but. Those are the people that are that are enabling the athletes and entertainers right. to to kind of put themselves out there. Like one of the one of the biggest revelations that um, we would try to tell people is just like, hey, um, have you ever heard of a company um, called AWS, Amazon Web Service? Right. And most, I think, just recently they started doing commercials for the first time. Right. For the longest time, people that aren't in tech didn't really know what they were, but those guys basically control what, what is it Harold? about 60 or 70% of all the websites that, that control that mine. All... They control mine. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely up there as well as yeah. my email blast. Okay. As well as my email blast. Okay. Yeah. But like you said, those are the people behind the scenes, right? Like, um, you know, there's no, no knock on, sports and uh and entertainment but i had a teacher in high school that used to always tell us uh more people get struck by lightning every year than make it to the nba right and so you're you're talking about you know 0.1001 percent right of everyone who plays basketball can make it to to that pinnacle I, level. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I don't really like that comparison. I don't want to get struck by lightning. You know, I don't want to be yeah, that I mean, one, well, you know. I understand well, it. Thing, That's a painful yeah. way to realize you can't accomplish your NBA goal. But, <laughs> but you can always say, like, I, I, I've never known anyone that got struck by lightning. Right. And that kind of puts it in perspective. Right. right. Like, um, you don't even know someone who knows somebody who's gotten struck by lightning. <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. um, but... A lot of the times, that's kind of what's fed to uh, to our communities because that's what they see. Uh, you know, it's it's part of the it's a part of the persona uh, of an entertainer or an athlete um, to show that stuff. It's part of the character. It's part of you know what they have to sell. You know, and that's all cool. I mean, ooh, I have a crazy sneaker collection. I love the stuff. There's artistry in it. There's all this stuff, and people kind of bring their style to it. But um, you know, the the biggest, the most outwardly facing tech person that we have right now is probably Elon Musk, right? Um, because he he sort of understands, and he smoked weed, and he smoked openly smoked weed, right? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> but but what people, what we're trying to push is. You know, there's a lot of people in tech that make great money. Like, you know, you look at the owners of most of these teams right. and a lot of them made money in the dot-com Mark stuff. Cuban. Mark Cuban. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, like own Cisco and Google and mm-hmm. like all these different teams, like people's favorite teams, fa- right. favorite players 
play for teams that these people own. Right. Um, and then you look at the the Forbes list every year, who's the most richest people, you know, telecom people, old money, but there's a lot of people in there that are are new money, right. new tech money. Right. Um, and so it there's there's a lot of pieces to that pie. Absolutely. Uh, and all it takes is uh, is it like, like we said, exposure. Um, but you know, we, we understand too, we were kids once, right. Um, you know, we're watching Michael Jordan on TV and we're watching the shoes that he wears and we want the shoes. Right. Um, so, you know, there's something to be said about how it's presented. Right. Um, when we were growing up, it's like, Oh, the nerds with the coding and the computers and all that. Uh, it's not so much that way anymore now. Um, but, you know, there's something to be said about that presentation. So, so, so Harry, how can I change that? How can I, how can I make y'all cool, man? How, how can I make y'all, you know, the, the, the life of the party? Are, are y'all already <laughs> the life of the party? I just don't see it, Hans. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think that that piece, <laughs> it's, it's a lot, a lot of that is happening. Right. But you know, the people don't know what they do. Right. And I think, I think a lot of what, what Harold and I are trying to do is to at least. Get more, get more exposure to to, to this space, mm-hmm. um, especially to to kids at a young age, so they so they grow up with it instead of trying to learn it in in college, saying like, "Hey, I have an app idea, but I have no way of building it." Right. Let me let me try to take classes to to be able to do stuff. Understanding it at a base level, just like we understand English at a base level, is is what we what we need to to have, especially for for our community, because you know we we. We clearly drive a lot of a lot of uh, progress on the on the pop culture stage, just in, in society in general. And just being able to to further establish ourselves in an area that we don't have to go outside of the community to get stuff done. That that'll just make make things skyrocket even more. We'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Well, you know, it's really, really, I'm very serious when I talk about it because marketing and branding is what I do. You, both of you guys are good looking guys. I could actually interview you guys individually because y'all both are very articulate, very, got something to say, as they say. You know, y'all not one word answer guys, you know, especially Harold. He loved to talk. Harold could talk now. You know. Oh, he might like, he might drift off a little bit, but Harold can talk. Okay, y'all. And, uh, and but uh, you know, so so when I look at y'all, you know, we had Venus and Serena Williams. You know, they they were two mega stars in tennis, and they leaned on each other for success. They they had somebody to turn to in a very ste- a world that stereotype uh, black people. You know, they went into environments that said, okay, you're here, but we're only accepting you because of your talents as an athlete. And you guys are walking into an environment that's very stereotype driven. You know, you and some people people are really say you're not supposed to be there. Or if you're there, they don't expect you to be able to deliver the goods. How do you deal with that? And is it because is there success a lot of your success tied to the fact that you are siblings? Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... 
I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Chris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I mean, the the so the first thing I'll say is the one thing that I like about this field, it, it a lot of it is merit based, right? Can you do it or can you not do it? Mm-hmm. And if you can do it, then a team will accept you with open arms because you're able to solve a problem that they need solved, right? So um, that's that's what kind of driven a lot of uh, Harold and I's. Um, work ethic where it's just like hey let's let's figure out how to learn this stuff because we can just walk in and and instantly contribute right. and and we'll be we'll get the respect that we need yeah and and, and also you know but i heard harold and hi i though you know what i'm saying that's something that sibling that ability to reach back and look at somebody who had your back or be able to communicate. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what they're talking? And being able to turn to somebody and go, hey, man, let's go. Let's go get this straight. Let's show them what we can do. You know, oh, you know, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because I heard him say Harold and I. And that's why I was just talking right. about Venus and, Serena, Venus and Serena had each other's back when people told them they couldn't do it. And, you know, I know you say the word merit base. They were the, they were number one and two in the world. They, in fact, reached the finals of Grand Slam, all four Grand Slams in one year. They were in final. And they were saying that they are going to ruin tennis because they're too dominant. So every people, everybody always has an excuse. And so, and I'm not saying there's no excuse in there, but what always frustrates me is that, you know, when you're a minority, the rules change. 
You know, the rules started sliding and the acceptability and the credibility and your accomplishments can be watered down. That's what annoys me. And so when I when I had an opportunity to interview you guys, I, I jumped at it because you're the you're the you're the future stars. You're the you're you're the you're the space cadets. You're the you're the you know you're the, you're out today's hidden figures that need to be moved to the front of the line. Cause when you was talking because I have been fortunate to see a version and live a version the last three years of what you guys are doing and I'm stunned. I was actually stunned when this guy was sitting next to me on my phone next to me on my front porch and I knew he was in London. And so a lot of people can't wrap their head around there. Harold, how does that work for you guys being siblings? Uh well, you know, it's funny that you bring up Venus and Serena and then, you know, that that movie King Richard just came out uh and, you know, it it starts with the parents, right? The, the parents kind of set us up um, and, and gave us these opportunities, but we were always really competitive. Um, I know a lot of siblings really butt heads a lot. Um, and we did just in a competitive way. Uh, we'd be playing video games and uh, getting into it, who's winning. And, you know, somebody would start winning for a week, then that other one is going to go, go in the <laughs> lab, you know, try to get better. And, you know, so we kept, elevating each other through our competition. Uh, and then, you know, it, it was much easier for me because Hans was, you know, the prototype. I got to watch him. It's like watching myself two years ahead. Right. Um, he would go through things and go, you know, high school, college, the process, like all of the, those different things, um, you know, he went through and I was always right there and I could sort of see what was going on and I could sort of follow in those footsteps and I can get through much easier because it's always much easier to do something the second time than it is the first time. Um, and so, but we, we also work well together, right? Like things that I'm good at, he's better at things that he's good at. I'm better at. And we, rather than kind of diverging, we kind of use that, uh, to, to help elevate each other and, and bring that, uh, you know, into the places that we work, you know, it, it just, People always take a liking to us. We're always together and we're always trying to just produce the best product, try to do the best at whatever it is that we're doing. Um, but a lot of people don't understand, you know, going back to what you were saying, that, you know, they don't understand how great we have to be. And I say we as in, you know, people of color, mm -hmm. uh, especially in industries like these, like you have to be great every day just to get uh, you know, just to get the the credibility that people get for, you know, being regular. Right. Um, and, and that pushes us a lot too, mm -hmm. uh, because one, when we run into issues, we, we kind of know, uh, how we have to prepare that next generation. And we think that's really important. Um, but also, you know, we're able to see, things from multiple different perspectives. Right. Uh, and, you know, we have friends in the industry, um, people of color, and we've had, we've all had these discussions and we can see what they're dealing with and they see what we're dealing with and even people we work with. Um, and so we know how, how important diversity is. And we try to foster a work environment where, you know, that isn't the case. Um, so when you have a person of color at a company, that's a COO, and you have, you know, uh, people all throughout the structure, 
Um, Because getting getting people of color into these companies is the one thing, but how far up do they go? Right. Um, And so that that's been a mission of ours. And we've had the full support of, you know, our CEO, our board, um, and they give us the opportunity to just do what we do, but also to to help bring others up as well. Uh, And so, you know, that's that's constantly the mission um, is to to kind of expose that and when people see us as a team um you know one it, you know they're always surprised that brothers can work so well together but also it's just another person that made it right that that's doing what it is that we do um and we can spread our wings further that way right. um, rather than trying to hold each other back we'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Rushan mcdonald now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Wow. I'm talking to Harold and Hans. They are the, I want to say, two dominant voices in uh, the augmented world and also the virtual reality world. Hey, guys, you know, I, I just want to say, man, this, this interview is a, it's a good interview for me. But it's, I got to bring y'all back individually because of the fact that y'all stories are just uniquely as the pairing of you guys being siblings because your journeys are different. Like I said, two years separate you, but it also tells a different tale of how you approach this whole world, you know, but the, but the join at the hip thing, that sibling thing is powerful, man. And don't let nobody break it. But more importantly, I'm, I'm just happy you guys took the time to come on Money Making Conversation Masterclass because what y'all doing is something that I have a, I've lived all my life. Sometimes when I tell people I have a math degree, if I tell people I got a math degree today, they go, whoa. So I know what I've accomplished in my past still carries a lot of weight 40 years later. And yeah. so, and with that being said, you guys are in the middle of it. My daughter, she's, uh, her degree is going to be in game design. So I'm going to, I'm going to get to watch her venture into your world and also mm-hmm. get her to hopefully become a star in your world because she know daddy don't, don't, don't play the stereotype game. You know, I'm, right. I'm a, I'm right. a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a break through the glass ceiling type guy. I do it through, um, diplomacy. I do, but I do it through also being organized and have a plan of action. You guys have done it with your plan of action. I want to thank y'all for coming on Money Making Conversation, man. Y'all are incredible, by the way. Yeah, and you know it, it's cool that you say that too. Um, there's a lot of people that we've we've dealt with. Um, you mentioned uh, Kipper and Limitless at the beginning of the show, and right. that's kind of what started uh, to drive this mission even more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were showing some, uh, we got called in to show some kids some virtual reality stuff, uh, right. some of the games that we were working on. Mm-hmm. And we walked in and we see a, a team of kids, um, you know, in this Limitless program and they're all coding. And I'm talking like second grade, third grade, right. fourth grade, mm-hmm. right? And they're coding and, you know, we were learning about these kids and we were more amazed <laughs> by them than they were by us. And we're watching these kids. They've been entering these robotics competitions, getting better every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're using this, uh, the Kipper curriculum. Um, and we're like, yo, how do we get this to more people? Right. You know? And so uh, we started working with them to, uh, to build this robot simulator that can teach a kid how to code 
without being in a classroom. Right. Right. We, we know kids are playing video games. You, you say your daughter's in the game design. She, I, I'm pretty sure she, she plays video games. Absolutely. And if that's <laughs> getting I mean, kids involved, right. Then mm-hmm. we're like, how can we pull in this curriculum, mm-hmm. you know, put the medicine in with the candy mm-hmm. and teach them how to code with something that they want to do anyway. So now we're not chasing them to go into a classroom. Right. You know, we're saying, hey, just play this game, you know, play with your friends, play online, go through uh, these missions, go through these challenges, go through the story. Mm-hmm. And before they know it, they're solving problems right. coding. Right. And so this this robot simulator that that we're uh, working on, that we're raising money for, we think, and it's specifically targeted, uh, you know, to people of color, inner city kids, right. uh, you know, make reducing that barrier mm-hmm. to entry so that people understand like, hey, this is going to be like a second language to them. Right. Just like social media, like kids growing up with social media, mm-hmm. they can run circles around um, the Me. older people trying Me. to be on social media. Right? <laughs> um, so if we can get this simulator into these schools, into people's hands and have kids go through this curriculum without necessarily realizing they're going through a tried and true curriculum, mm-hmm. then we feel like we can start to to plant the seeds yeah. uh, in our communities and, and kids are going to, you know, grow these skills and and really uh, start to increase our uh our power in this industry our presence in this industry absolutely um and so you know if we can get more kids in tech more kids in video games and we'll be able to tell our stories and uh create the tech of the future so you know when we still read about oh you watch this stream or you watch certain things or you do certain things like oh that was created co-created by a black person or that was created by this person, like you said, the hidden figures. Right. Um, and, hey, know, hair, hair, hair. Are, are you just going to let Han talk, man? You you talk for three straight minutes. I just what I said. I told him he could talk, boy, and he about hey, to go on. Huh? He 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 about to go on, huh? but but I appreciate. It. I'm about to. I gotta bring y'all by separately, Han. I want you. To, I want you to, to. You wanted to say a couple of things because Harold, that motivation and inspiration. Let me tell you something, man. You know, I you know I'm I'm I, you know I went I went, I graduated from high school in 1976. Okay, and so. It took me seven years to graduate from college because I didn't know what I wanted to do. When I look at my daughter in game design, she doesn't listen to the music I listen to. She can care less about dancing. She can care less about being social. She's focused. She can care less about the, the, walking around in tailored clothes. You know what I'm saying? She, 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 she her phone works. Her, she got, uh, she got, uh, you know, a Surface. She got an iPhone. She got a, a, a laptop that she does all her game design, and she has a MacBook. So she got all the tech. So she's happy as she can be because she, mm-hmm. she can do and edit and everything. But the number one thing that when you look at these things, Hans, you know, when you when you realize that you you been you stepped out into a world that was so different than what was expected of you. What makes you smile? I mean, just, just being able to enjoy like what, what, what you're doing, like at the, at the core of all of this right now, it's like, I grew up playing games. I love, I love playing games. Uh, it's, it's an escape, but it's also uh, an avenue for problem, like learning problem solving, improving yourself, keeping your mind sharp. I think it's getting to the point where 
more and more of the mainstream is realizing the benefits of that kind of interaction. And the fact that we can use that as a, as a way to teach people at a younger age that there's value in this and that it can be valuable from a fun standpoint and it can be valuable from a career standpoint. Being able to go to work and enjoy what you do and be able to share that with people on a, on a grand scale, it's just exciting. And, you know, just being able to take the work hat off and then still enjoy, <laughs> enjoy that, that piece right. from a, from a just, I'm just relaxing and, and just want to, want to escape for a bit. Right. It, it's great. Oh, you know, guys, I'm talking to, um, if you want to put a sports comparison, I'm talking to the Michael Jordan and LeBron of what they do. Just you put, a, put the right hats on it. Cause see, I'm a, as I wrap up, see, I hate when people, when I meet people like these two guys, they say, you know, we, we were just playing video games. I'm just doing what I love. I'm going to tell you something. I could play video games, but it reached the point where my skill set, love wasn't going to keep it going. I just had the skill set and I didn't have it. So I always have to push people back like you two and let y'all know how brilliant y'all are and how different y'all are. Y'all can be in awe because at a, at a young age, you're seeing what if I could have done that at their age? What I could have been at my age. That's the awe part that y'all are. But what's making it possible is that they can see y'all, y'all, y'all in results now. See, I didn't have an end results like you guys when I was playing game. I didn't have a Hans and a Harold to go, man, I can be like those two guys. Look at them. Wow. They look just like me. So know that when I say that, I don't say that in a, in a joking manner. I'm just labeling y'all correctly, man. When you stand out in the field that separates you, when I look at that, I look at, uh, LeBron on that tonal commercial. Brother, 38 years, my, my body didn't look like that at 38. Come on now. <laughs> Y'all body probably don't look like that now. Okay? They're just going to be real. You know, Jordan, you know, he still has the most popular shoe, basketball shoe out there, Michael Jordan. He's mm -hmm. almost 60. And so being relevant. And uh, I just want to tell you, man, do not undersell y'all brilliance, man. You guys can share that little corny story that we just doing what we love. Nah. Y'all have went beyond doing what you love because love, I, I love to play video games, but it hit a, I hit a wall with my talents, just like I hit a wall with my talents with physics, and I had to go to a different direction. God gave y'all a gift, man, and I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a stick with y'all, man. I'm going I'm to stay in communication with you guys because, brother, I want to be there when y'all start breaking the next ceiling of opportunity for people of color, my daughter, everybody, because y'all are the next stars, man. Y'all the next future. You know, when y'all get 50, man, you know, y'all, 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 they're going to have award shows with y'all, with trophies with y'all names on them, okay? Oh, I, I appreciate. Looking forward to it. Now, hopefully, hopefully, you know the people that are giving us those awards are people that we've helped get to get. Oh, don't worry, brother. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Harold, I'm telling you. You know, you know, my life has been interesting, man, because you know, I, I had a birthday the other day, and um, you know, I, you know, people always text me, man, thank me saying what I did for their lives, what they life, how how I made a difference, and then, and I was just being Rashawn, you know, just like I'm being Rashawn with you guys right now. I'm going to tell you how I think. You can take it however you want to take it, but I'm telling you the truth. Stop acting like y'all regular. Be the stars who y'all are. Y'all are doing stuff, man, I can only just admire. I can't, I can't even comprehend. I can pick up this phone. I can dial it, but y'all can take this phone and do something else with it, and I go, 
Really? That's the same phone I got? Wow. So I'm just telling you, exercise your brilliance and don't let it be undersold by anybody, even in an interview. And it's, and it's a thing I do I call bragging, acknowledging your greatness. Continue to acknowledge your greatness, fellas, because y'all are very, very special. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I appreciate y'all.